Hi, this is Alana. Welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. We are very glad you're here. Today we're going to be talking about prayers for healing and specifically about praying through some of our anxieties. So we're going to open up with a word of prayer and my co-host Jamie is going to jump in. God, we just thank you for this day and, and for this time to come to you about our anxieties and, and our desire for healing. Lord, we just um, lift those anxieties and those, those desires for healing up to you now. And I just pray that for each of us, you would bring them to mind so that we can offer them up and just allow you to take them from us. And, and I just pray that this time would really be a blessing for each one of us, that we would be able to come to you with our burdens and, and just lay them at your feet and see you do amazing things through them as we see you at work in all circumstances of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So we also have a verse of the day today that comes from Isaiah 40, verses 28 to 29. Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. This is just one of my favorite verses, and you've probably heard it before. It just reminds me of who God is, and I just think that that is at the root of surviving anxiety and surviving um, just the the things that, that cause us to cry out to God is, is knowing who He is. And I think that's a firm foundation to start with. All right. So in our discussion about anxieties, we're going to open up with our just for fun question. So Jamie, what's the scariest dream you've had as an adult? The scariest one that I can think of right now happened very recently. I think it was last week. And I just, I was in this room with people and our whole family was there, including my kids and my youngest, who's four, was running around. But these bears, these uh, grizzly bears, basically brown bears, kept coming in the house and like they were walking around like dogs would. And every, it wasn't like everyone thought it was normal though. Everyone was kind of nervous about it. Like they were not running for the hills, but everyone was just kind of nervous about these bears. So I was just trying to keep track of my kids and make sure they were okay and safe. And at one point this bear, and I mean, it felt real. This bear came up to me and started sniffing my face and then oh, scary. like, like like sniffing near my ear, you know, like a dog would kind of nuzzle your neck and sniff in your ear and stuff. Well, I didn't know what to do. And I was just standing there paralyzed. Um, And in the dream, it felt real and I thought I might die. And so that was very scary. (laughs) You know, what's bizarre is I had a super similar bear dream, like within the past month where we were in a cabin and a bear broke in and we were trying to like hide in different rooms, but it kept finding a way to break in. Like it's sort of, it had the mind of a human. So like Mm -hmm. it could, you know, figure out how to break down doors or, you know, open locks. That's bizarre. So for those of you who don't know, Jamie and I are both in Alaska. So I think maybe (laughs) Alaskans just have more bear dreams than others. (laughs) Have you encountered any bears in the wild? We had one, we had a black bear just walk right down our street and my 12 year old saw it first. And I mean, it was maybe 20 feet away from him and it was just walking down the street toward this little marsh area at the end of our road. That's like a dead end and they can go into the marsh there where the moose are. And um, yeah, my 12 year old was just like, 
dad, bear, kids inside. And I was so proud of him. He just went and got the kids, the littler kids off the porch and took them inside. And my husband was just dumbfounded. Like there's this bear. We've never seen one in our neighborhood before. And we've seen some in the wild, but, um, my husband's been fishing a few times on the Kenai Peninsula and has had some Oh, yeah, there's bears all over. Yeah, but I, that's the only one I've ever seen up close and personal. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So uh, going back to scary dreams, you know, the bear one was kind of scary, but not nearly as scary as another one I had also within the past couple months. I guess it's just, you know, a bad, bad season for my subconscious. For dreams. But I had... Yeah, I had this dream where there was a dead fish stuck in my hair, and it was like, you know, all of two inches, maybe it long, but it terrified me. And I'm, I'm pretty scared of fish to begin with, and it was stuck in my hair. And the weirdest part was all I logically had to do was just like take my hand and remove the fish, but I was totally paralyzed. There was no way that I could you know, bring myself to touch it. And I, I woke up sobbing and I oh. cried for like a good 20 minutes, I think. Oh my goodness. Now to me, the fish, I actually, you told me this dream before, but I was picturing like a salmon, you know, I wasn't picturing like oh, a tiny like goldfish. But it's scary. No, if like, I it super, was like a sardine. But if I superimpose a spider, like a nasty spider, yes. I could totally see. <laughs> you I'm not afraid of fish, but I'm afraid of spiders. I could see where that would just be like it's making me cringe just thinking that now. So nobody, nobody well, you know, uh, criticize her dream. <laughs> yeah, the dream actually helped me to feel more compassionate because I have a son who is very scared of heights to the point where his brain just shuts off, and we've had him like run into a crowded parking lot because the building we were about to go in had an escalator. It's it's very out of hand sometimes and I can get frustrated and just be like come on you got to do this I, I know you don't feel comfortable with it but we're walking by this stair anyway and it wasn't until I had this dream because in my dream someone was actually telling me like you could just get it out of your hair and they weren't even being mean about it they were just saying all you got to do is pick it up and take it out of your hair and I couldn't and so it actually helped me to be way more empathetic towards my son. I am certain that our dreams could be interpreted by someone out there <laughs> because there's so if many. If you have the gift of dream interpretation, contact Daniel. us at prayingchristianwomen.com. <laughs> no, I definitely want to do an episode on dreams because even yeah. if they're not specifically God talking to you, which I believe that sometimes he does do, yeah. there's such a good window into what's going on in your mind. They really are. They really are. Not to get like new age about it, but definitely they, mm -hmm. they reveal what, what you're thinking about and what your fears and your, you know, speaking of anxieties. Yeah. 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 So moving into anxiety, I feel like we should kind of start this discussion with maybe a disclaimer. Are you in agreement? I'm in agreement. I'm not sure what your <laughs> disclaimer is. So I'm trying to think you, if you want me to give the disclaimer. Our disclaimer. Well, I was, I was hoping you would read my mind, but since you didn't, our disclaimer is that we are not doctors yes. or psychologists Correct. or trained counselors. Sometimes anxiety is truly a, a deep either psychological or physiological or both issue. And I definitely don't want to have anybody come away from this episode with the message that if you pray more, then your anxiety is just going to go away because that's a kind of dangerous message. 
I totally agree with that. And, you know, the Bible does talk a lot. We have scriptures to give you about, you know, what the Bible says about fears and anxiety and things. But, you know, Alana and I are not by any means um, of the impression that, that there's nothing that, that medication or professional help. Um, okay, how do I, that was a double negative. We believe that there's a time for medication and professional help at some times. So exactly, God can and work you, through those things to bring healing and, and, and balance. Yeah. If you do find that you cannot overcome anxiety without outside help, that's certainly not a reason to feel guilty or to feel like you haven't done your job as a Christian. Um, I'll go ahead and get super candid. I started taking Prozac just a few months ago, and there are some Christians who would feel guilty about that. They would say, okay, well, if I'm having problems with depression, I should just meditate on verses about joy and pray and trust God to make it better. But I really do believe that there is a time when, if you have a medical issue, it is appropriate to seek medical attention without feeling guilty about that. Mm-hmm. So now that we've gotten our disclaimer out of the way, let's just talk about um, just the root of some of our anxieties. I think for me personally, and so speaking of getting candid, I would say it was almost a year ago to the month that I went through a time of, I don't know what you would call it, acute anxiety for several Mm -hmm. weeks. Um, It was paralyzing. And my the root of that particular anxiety um i i think there were some medical issues involved too but the root of that was letting my thoughts go unchecked i was not taking my thoughts captive and i took a couple of things that were concerns deep concerns and important concerns but i let a couple of things that were concerns take over my thought life and it wasn't just the god-given okay red flag comes up because this is a problem that needs to be addressed. It was the red flag came up and then I started projecting forward the worst case scenarios one mm-hmm. after the other after the other until my thoughts were just consumed with negativity. And that was when it began. Um, so I think one of the roots were letting our thoughts go unchecked, at least for me. Definitely. And this is where prayer really can be a good antidote. So we had talked in another episode about distractions in prayer and how instead of seeing distractions as the enemy, maybe we could even see them as God's way of nudging us as to what we should be praying for. And I sometimes consider fears and anxieties to be similar. When my kids were younger, especially as I was falling asleep at night, I had experiences where I would see super vivid, crystal clear, kind of like video images of horrible things happening to them. And instead of just dwelling on those and how horrible it would be if that happened and how scared I am that, you know, is God warning me that this is going to happen? I try to look at them in two different ways. In one, sometimes I wonder if those fears we get that come totally out of the blue is actually God's way of showing us what he has already protected us from. So like the most vivid time this happens to me, I had a super clear picture of my son who was a toddler at the time, getting out of the church nursery, going out the front doors and walking across a super busy street and getting hit by a car. And I saw it so clearly. I even saw 
the man who picked up his body and carried him in. You know, like I could pick that man out of a lineup even today. And what I decided on was, no, this is not God telling me that my son is going to get hit by a car because he's 10 now. He didn't get hit by a car <laughs> as a toddler. But I chose to think of it either this is God's way of showing me like, hey, this almost happens. Do you remember when Jesus tells Peter, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat, mm -hmm. but I've prayed for you. It almost felt like that, you know, like Satan wanted this to happen to your child and I stopped it. Mm -hmm. Or the other time I think about it, it's a little less dramatic, but still more beneficial than sitting there worrying about something is this is something that I can now pray about. So for example, my son had a very sad and scary dream where our dog died and he was still worried about it the next day. And so I told him, maybe instead of worrying about it, this is God's way of telling you to pray for the dog. Yeah, and that that whole idea of turning our fears and our anxieties into prayer is so powerful because when we take the things, you know, the root of the root of anxiety might be letting your thoughts go unchecked, but another facet of that is feeling powerless, you know. Um, and so when we realize that. God is sovereign, that God is powerful, that prayer is powerful, then just that that forward action, at least for me, in many cases, has launched me out of that that rut of negative thinking and and chronic worry. So um, you know, just wrong thinking can be another route because when we realize truth, when we understand who God is and when we have um, right thinking about prayer and and that it is real it is powerful and that it isn't just a last resort it's actually a first line of defense um, I think that is tremendously freeing definitely definitely so what are the tips so because it's one thing to just say, well, when you're feeling anxious about something, you just need to pray about it, which is true and is biblical for sure. But what are the tips for the person, like if you, Jamie, were to think about how you were feeling during that time when you were just consumed by these fears, it's harder when you're in the, in the midst of that anxiety to pull yourself out of it. So what are some tips for anybody listening who's at that point where the fears and the anxieties feel so overwhelming that it is hard to even know how to pray or where to begin? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say grab someone to pray for you, someone that can, you know, grab your hand and pull you out because I, I just couldn't, do that myself, but I know like Alana, you prayed for me several times on several occasions and um, my husband prayed and I, I think there's great authority there in, you know, my husband praying for me as, as the spiritual head of our home. Um, there was tremendous power there and, and through prayer, I would, I would feel like, I mean, I could feel strongholds breaking. I really could. And so those were, uh, I would say, get someone to pray for you and to speak, um, speak truth, speak God's word over you. Um, we've talked before together about affirmations and just affirming what is right and what is true, who God is, what the reality is of your situation, and that God is bigger than any of it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I know when I've been in a place where I'm too anxious to even know how to start my prayers, what can help me is worshiping through music and oh, yeah. song. So whether it's just kind of singing to myself or letting a song run through my head or jumping on YouTube and, you know, finding some songs from my favorite playlists there or things I think there is, for a lot of people, I know not everybody's musically wired, but I think most of us are, and sometimes that has helped me to connect with God and to remove anxiety in a way that just trying to sit down and pray can't, because the problem when you're consumed with anxiety is it's all in your head, and it's all these anxious thoughts. Well, the difficult part of that is that prayer is also thoughts in your head Mm -hmm. and they can compete against each other. But I know at least for me, when there's music, I can focus on that and it sort of drowns out Mm -hmm. some of the fears. So for example, this was years ago, but back in the, I guess must've been like the mid two thousands or something when swine flu was going around, I caught it. I was one of the first people that, um, You know, I was sort of in the first wave of people who caught swine flu, and I was pregnant at the time, and at that point, the only people who had made news headlines for dying from swine flu were otherwise healthy pregnant women, and I was also around the same age that my mother was when she died when I was a kid, and so this sounds super overdramatic now, but while I was in that, I truly felt like it was a struggle for me to stay alive. And it wasn't that bad. I didn't have to go to the hospital or things like that, but I was super sick. And I really like the group Sela. Do you know them, Jamie? Mm-hmm. And my husband, this was the first time I had, I got my first, I think it wasn't even a smartphone. It was an iPod. I hadn't wanted an iPod until then, but he got me an iPod so that I could listen to the Bible while I was so sick and doing nothing, but just laying on the couch and trying to convince myself that I wasn't going to die. And so I found a sailor song, Press On, and it really broke something in my heart in a good way. Like it, it just dissolved these anxieties because the song is all about persevering no matter how hard things feel. And just to remember, no, I'm not the first person to go through hard times. The fact that, you know, a really bad week with swine flu is, you know, kind of my worst health scare is pretty Like, I'm pretty blessed that that's, you know, the biggest issue. And it really was an encouragement to me. And so I carry that with me times when I get, you know, when my brain's so clouded with thoughts, it's really hard to even know how to start with prayer is maybe start with some music. I totally agree. And I've had times, too, where I've um, just used music to drown, to drown the noise, um, and, and especially worship music. Um, and also just doing something physical, you know, walking or, you know, getting outside and, and just getting yourself into God's creation and, and getting some perspective um, mm-hmm. can really help. And, co- you know, coupling that with music or prayer could be very powerful too. For sure. I'm glad you brought up the physical side of it because we talked disclaimer at the beginning of the episode, but I think that there is a lot of physical components to anxiety. So for example, I was told that there was a certain supplement that I could take that might help my carpal tunnel. And I started to take it 
and I couldn't sleep at night and my heart would be racing and I was super stressed out and it took me about a week to realize, okay, this isn't me being anxious. This is actually a side effect from this, you know, what everyone assumes is a, a safe, you know, most people don't get that kind of reaction, mm -hmm. but sometimes it really is just a physical thing going on. Mm -hmm. All right. If you have enjoyed our podcast so far, we would love for you to let our friends know so that they can be listening to the thing that Jamie and I both really appreciate about podcasts is, you know, they go with you anywhere. <laughs> so whether you're commuting or exercising or cleaning the house, you can make use of that time, which I really appreciate. So if you like the Praying for Swim podcast, please tell a friend. Another way that you can let people know that you enjoy it is by leaving us a review. We would really appreciate that. And before we sign off, we want to leave you, like always, with our blessing and benediction. May your love abound more and more so that God's love may be complete in you. May God himself teach you to love others. May the love of Christ compel you so that you may love others as he has loved you. May the love of God grow in you and pour out through your life, and may others rejoice when they see the love of the Savior pouring out of you. And our benediction comes from Psalm 67.1. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us. Amen. Amen.